There's certain things, man, that shouldn't be able to be monetized. Mm-hmm. And someone's captivity is one of them. This is going to throw you off, but I'm going to tell you this. This is why I think white people can't dance. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, I'm thrown off. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Off. Once I got in there, and, and especially once I got that, that that 39 years, boy, they closed the casket on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of the In My Own Words podcast. We have a special guest for you guys today. Now, our guest is the founder of Ball Team Enterprise. He's also the author of two books, which we'll talk about today. Uh, one being 39 Things About Life I Learned in Prison, and uh, the other being What I Learned in the Streets and in Prison. That is Edward Ball. I call him Ball Team. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's, What's going up, on, y'all? Man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Hey, I can't complain. Can't complain. I don't see you do interviews much, man. So you... Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of... <laughs> kind of stay out the way a little bit right right so, so what what i brought him here to talk about and what i really want to talk about and i, I alluded to this on a couple podcasts ago um because i was looking at the rodney reed situation i don't know if you're familiar with the situation or not but it's a guy in texas that was sentenced yeah, to yeah, death yeah. uh execution for a crime that seemingly all the evidence pointed to that he didn't do right and so I was talking about that, and I didn't want to get too deep into that conversation about it because, one, I wasn't well-researched on the case, right. which it turns out that um, there's some information out there that maybe he didn't do that crime, but he did some other stuff that, <laughs> he did some other stuff that, you know, he's probably where he needs to be. But no. anyway, <laughs> um, okay. he, uh, yeah, he did some wild, wild stuff. He just didn't do that thing, but he right. did some other stuff. But anyway... Um, I didn't want to talk about it because I wasn't well-researched at the time. And then also, in addition to that, I feel like we always have these conversations with people who have no experience at all in dealing with the criminal justice system, whether it be on either side of it. You know what I mean? You don't hear too many judges speaking out. You don't hear too many prosecutors or defense attorneys speaking out on these things. You normally see a a pundit, which I wouldn't consider myself a pundit or a journalist. I'm I'm a dude with a mic. You know what I mean? Right. That does a show every week. But um, I wanted to make sure that I had somebody here that could give me the other side of things. We only see it from one side, and that's right. the viewing side. And it's hard to have empathy if you're not going through that situation, haven't been through it, or don't know anybody that's going through it. And so I thought it was important to have you here and just discovering how incredible your story is. Like, your story could be a movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it really could. I know you. I know you experienced it, right? So you probably don't see it that way, right? Right. You know, it's just what you what you went through. But right. for me, I'm like, yo, this should be a movie. Like this is a movie. <laughs> Matter of fact, I want to read uh, this from the back of the book, Thirty Nine Things um, About Life I Learned in Prison. Um, it says police identified the man as 21 year old Edward Ball who faces arrest warrants on charges that include battery, weapons violations, criminal confinement, and robbery. Police surrounded the house and called for the SWAT team. After nearly three hours attempting to negotiate with Ball, SWAT officers fired tear gas into the house. At 7.40, the police stormed in the house 
in Arrested Ball. That's from the Indianapolis Star. Sitting here today, being the man that you are today, and 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 hearing that statement, like what is? How does that make you feel? Like what do you think about that? I, I mean, I just think that I am extremely lucky to have made it out of that, especially when you think about. Um, what's going on now between you know black men and the police? You know they like they like killing. You seem well. It seems like they're just killing that's a them good point. On, you know, what I'm saying? On, on, on site, on site, <laughs> yeah. So now imagine I'm in this house. You know, got guns, got uh, arrest warrants for you know batteries and, and all this type of stuff. So I mean, I'm looking at it now. That's a that's a hit list. They got the they got the red light to go on yeah. and bust my head, right? Right. So I, I I'm just really lucky, thankful that that I'm that I'm here here today. But even thinking about thinking about um when I was in, in that situation, it it, it showed it didn't seem like no three hours. It seemed like it was like like That's what I was gonna <laughs> ask. So, so take like, me take me back to that day. What do you remember about that day, like like leading, was it a was it a chase to the house, or were you nah. already there? Like what? <laughs> nah, man. <It's, laughs> now nah, that's a boy. That is a long story. We got time, man. We nah, got time. <laughs> man, when I say, man, when I say uh, 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 boy, that's, that's, let me see if I can truncate it a little bit, man. So, all right. So, like prior to that, let, let's go back a, a few a, a few months. Okay. Prior prior to that. Um, I was shot by a guy from the neighborhood. So, man, even that's that's a long story. We, we was out 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 there fighting over some, you know, yeah, you know, over Lord knows what. <laughs> but while I was, you know, like wrestling with another guy, so so they're like older, you know, what I'm saying they're, right. they're like older from the neighborhood, you know, four, six, seven, eight, eight years older. Okay, so, so it's like me and one of my uh buddies that I run with every day and and he's he's younger than me so I had to be 20 21 he's probably he's probably a teenager okay so it's like me and him we are here fighting fighting with these grown men but this one of these dudes um basically went to his car I didn't even see him go to his car and came back wow and just shot me shot me in my shot me in my arm broke my arm so that that bullet went through it went through my arm, went in my in my stomach, came out the side of my belly button. No, right. So, so by this time, you know, my, my arm is dead. You know, you know, blood is just running down front in front of my pants. He kind he circles, and he's you know just a, a few feet away from me, and you know just raised a gun, just basically unloaded the whole clip, and only hit me, fortunately, in my neck. Right. Really. Yeah. So after that, you know, we was. Basically, basically beefing, you know. I done shot at him at the highway, uh, right. know, at, at his house, everything, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, so uh, I, you know, kind of, you know, caught up with his, his his girlfriend, got the, you know, key key to his house, right, and all that, and uh, and caught up with his girlfriend, got the key to the house. Yeah, so you wasn't playing. That's a whole another story. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's, you wasn't that's, playing. That's a whole nother story too, man. <laughs> but so after I got the 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 key to his house, 
you know, I, I, I just basically kind of went on about my business. Now, I don't know what, what she done went and went, went back and, uh, told, told him, but you know, he came through the, through the neighborhood looking for me, you know what I'm saying? So, so I was kind of offended. Like, you got the audacity to come right. looking for me? Come after you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you, you ain't got to worry about that. Right. I, I'm at your house. Right. I didn't know where I'm at. <laughs> so it was kind of a, a situation like that. But so when I pulled up, I had like a, a, a blazer, a K5 blazer. I know it's like an older, like a 70-something blazer, you know, but you know, the speakers are all in the back. So, so when I pull up, I pull up. You know, bumping. <laughs> so you wasn't trying to sneak attack. I wasn't trying to sneak nothing. You wanted to know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I pulled up bumping. You know, I, I had a bulletproof vest. I had a had a, a AB ten. Had a Mac eleven. Had a, a Colt forty five. You know, what all I'm for saying? this so, one cat. <laughs> I, I was strapped up. I'm like, okay, you 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 playing? All right, here I am. So when I when I pulled up, um, just use a key. Went in his house. Went nobody there. But his neighbor who. Was when I when I was shot, he he was there too. So it's a, a story about him too. Yeah. But I didn't know that he lived like right next door. So when I pulled up, it was looking out the window. So I think as soon as I pulled up, they must have called the police because almost as soon as we got in the house, it was like the police pulled up. Wait, so this you weren't even in your house? Nah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right, so, I'm with you. So as soon as we go in. Oh, the police pull up, you know, they they knocking on the door or whatever. I'm like, man, I ain't, you know, I, ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't I ain't about to come out. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I I don't know what trans transpired from there on, on the outside of the house to right. where they didn't they didn't call the SWAT and all this surrounded surrounded the house and all this stuff. Have my grandfather out there on the uh, bull. Really? Hey, come on, come out. You know, and, and they, they calling in the house, but I ain't I'm not you know what I'm saying, answering none, yeah. none of their phone. But at at one point, you know, I'm looking out. I'm like, all right, everybody in the front. I'm thinking I can go ahead and, you know, try to creep out, right? <laughs> that's what I was going to ask but, you. Well, where, but, how are you thinking, like, I'm going to get out of this situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man, I'm about to, uh, you know, sneak sneak out of this house or have somebody uh, create a diversion, you know, something. You know, I'm, right. I, don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> But I did. It did cross my mind to like creep out of the house because I, I didn't. I didn't see nobody except everybody was out front. But it was a. Uh, it was actually me and another guy, one, one of my one of my buddies. Yeah. And he and so you know he was like nah 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 see look over there. See see over there. So it was basically like snipers and you know they was just like. Hi, you know oh what I'm saying? You know, they back there just hiding. I'm yeah, like, and I, I didn't see him initially till he was like, "See right there." I'm like, "Oh, and they was basically had." He might have saved your life. Yeah, yeah. So they they had they definitely had the house surrounded, and so I, I guess after a while they, they just started shooting these um these tear that tear gas in there. Man, I'm talking, man, that tear gas is serious, man. Oh, I bet. <laughs> man, I'm talking about man, I, and you know they was like just shooting through the walls. So I don't know what they, what, what type of through uh, the uh, wow. I don't, I don't know what type of weapon they used. And this to was shoot it. this was late nineties, right? This was ninety ninety eight. Yeah. Yep. Like August wow. August August ninety eight. Shooting tear gas through the walls. Yeah. So and then and you know we 
we still didn't didn't come out. So so what we did was went in, into the bathroom, wetted wetted some uh some towels, and then you know put them over our head and then use the toilet to get fresh air. So you flush it, flush the toilet, mm-hmm. and then you can get that you know what I'm saying that 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 fresh Pretty air flush, that, yeah. that's not. You know what I'm saying? But all, all their tear gas, because their tear gas, wow. you, can't, you can't do nothing with their tear gas. Yeah. Tear gas. That's crazy. Yeah. So they so they come in. So Yeah. So they, they ended up storming the house. They just came in and, you know, you know, with their gas masks on and, you know, snatched us up, you know, kicked us all wow. in the head and, you know, yeah. all, that, all that stuff. And But thank know. God they took you alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yes, you said earlier, like... <laughs> That's not, we don't, if that's happening today, we don't hear about it. Yeah. Normally we hear about the situation where a Tatiana Jefferson, right, in Texas, where she's just in there playing video games. Yeah, right. A one cop shows up, doesn't announce herself, shoots her through the window, end of story. You know what exactly. I mean? We're wearing t-shirts and it's a trending topic. Yep. Um, but you were, you know, it's, it's crazy to even think about it, but you were lucky and blessed and fortunate enough that, to, yeah. to survive that situation a lot. Yes, sir. Yes, um so when you get to when you get, you know, they they take you down, get you booked, all of that. Was that anywhere in your mind at that time? Like, man, I'm thank I'm just thankful to be alive. Nah. nah. <laughs> Tell me what you were thinking nah. when you first got a chance to sit down and realize, you know, man, they got me in here and I'm probably not gonna leave no time soon. I mean, really, I didn't I didn't think that I wasn't gonna leave no time soon. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, man. What you thought was gonna happen, man? I thought, man, I'm about to, man, I'm about to beat this. I'm about to, hey, I ain't, I'm about to bond out or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really wasn't, nah, man. I wasn't thinking about going to prison. Nah, you know, I'm like, yeah. man, I'm, I'm just waiting till till they set that bond or something. I'm gonna be right back at it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you weren't even thinking like So let me back up before I ask that question Was this your first time being arrested and going to jail? No Okay, so it happened more times than that But yeah. this was probably like the biggest event surrounding yeah. you being incarcerated, yeah. right? Yeah So at that point, and I just want to get into the mentality Because people don't understand that this mentality exists And it's real for people but at that point, you weren't thinking, okay, this is the one that I got to stop on. Like, all right, I've, <laughs> I've been doing this this life of crime thing, quote unquote, but they hit me with the tear gas. They using technology that I didn't even know existed, shooting through walls. They came in, you know, they, they, they I guess at this point, you probably hadn't um, had your court date and been sentenced and anything like that. Like, that's far out of the system. But just the what I would assume to be a traumatic experience of going through that, none of that registered with you in that moment. Nah, 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 nah. Because I think up and to that, to that point, I, like I had never been to to prison. Right. I'm trying to think. I, I, at that point, I've never been convicted of a felony or anything like that. Now, I did have a misdemeanor. Uh, pistol case where I actually spent what where I actually uh, spent two weeks where I actually spent two weeks in jail because you know during the incident somebody had got shot yeah but uh, up until that point I had never been been 
to prison. I have been at you know jail uh, a, a few times. Okay, but bonded, 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 bonded right, out. So bonded you thought right this is gonna be just like those other just times, like, just like, like the other times. Got I mean, you. You know, I'm going to bond out and and you know uh, figure it out, figure it out from right. here. But in, 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 until then, I'm gonna you know keep doing. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing what <laughs> keep I'm doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, so you still have this mentality. This is gonna be just like every other time. Um, I went in, they got me, whatever. It's all good. I'm gonna go back and get right back active doing what I was doing before. All right. At At what point did you realize? Okay, this is not like the other times. Uh. Well, when I didn't didn't get out, you know what I'm saying? So so once that day, once they arrested me, I mm-hmm. mean, that was in 98, I didn't I didn't have a, a a semblance of freedom until 2012. So Wow. <laughs> so I mean, that's what 14 years? Yeah, could be a close yeah, about that. So I mean, when I didn't when I didn't get out and when I was going to trial, and it was you know just that whole that that whole scenario was it it wasn't it wasn't looking good. And then on top of that, so with that with that arrest, they had me charged with um, I think confinement, burglary, illegal use of body armor, uh, intimidation. That's a charge I've never even heard of. Illegal use of body armor. Yeah, yeah. So if you are wearing body armor, so it, it's it's not illegal to have it or wear it, but okay. if, but if you are wearing it in commission of a felony, then then it's gotcha. then it's illegal. Um, gotcha. Okay. Well, well that, that's what that's how that's it was back told then. You. That's how <laughs> it was. That's how it was back then. I okay. don't know, you know, how it is now. Yeah. So they had me charged with. With with those charges, um, in addition, I had like three or four other other cases too. So because you already had warrants prior to that situation, and I I was I was out on bond for like for like three cases already. So like you said, I I, I had already (laughs) so I had already bonded out. So 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 listen, one bond, I think um, I had. I think I was uh, arrested for uh, criminal confinement, so we, you know, basically put some money in the trunk type right. type deal. <laughs> right. So with that, I think I uh, had to pay ten thousand dollars cash to bond out bond out from that, right? Yeah. And then prior prior wait, you had it? Yeah, I was selling dope. So, but and and then I think. So what what made me snatch him up was I had uh I had probably a week before that had uh had shot him. So he you know he told 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 the police or whatever. And so so I I was charged with that with that battery, with that that carrying a handgun and then with that confinement and that pointing the pointing the firearm and then um there was, there was some, a couple other things I really can't can can't even remember. But, but, uh, and then this same dude whose house 
when they came and got me, um, yeah. Uh, he he actually had uh, I, I was in front of his house and he actually shot at shot at me shot up the neighbor's house, but when the police come, you know by that time I'm gone. So when the right. when the police come, they tell them I was the one you, out there <laughs> out there doing the shooting. So so I gotta ask you about this because this this has been a popular conversation yeah. too. So this is a guy shooting at you. You're trying to get him. He's trying to get you. Whatever innocent bystanders that whole situation when. Police come. He says that you shot the other. So, is that snitching? Yeah, that's snitching, yeah. right? Right. If <clears throat> if we're both, but now not law abiding, law abiding yeah. citizens, we're both doing dirt. Right. We're both doing our thing. Right. We're getting that's, it. However, yes. we gonna get yes. it. I can't tell on you. No, now, man. regular Joe Schmo citizen, right? If he, they tell they they're a law abiding citizen, right? Right. I want to clear that up because I hear people saying like, "Oh, don't be a snitch." I'm not a snitch if I'm not a criminal. Right. If I'm not doing dirt with you, I'm telling. Right. I, no, I'm not going because I'm not going to. Like right. the, I think about um, the Takashi Six Nine kid. He was posing as this guy, but I don't think he was really about that life. But he was posing as this this criminal gangster guy, and he was involved in a lot of the activities. Now, because you involved yourself to that level. You've revoked your privileges to tell. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I mean? Right. But but Susan that lives across the street that has never had a speeding ticket, right? she can tell all she, she's supposed to tell. Exactly, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that, that's how it works. And if you're out here committing crimes or whatever, I think that you have an obligation to keep it away from uh, law-abiding yes. citizens, because I mean, they have a they have a duty, yeah, to tell legally. Yes. Like if I watch something and I don't say something, and it comes back, it comes out that I seen it and didn't say. Mm-hmm. Now I'm an accessory. Yep, <laughs> exactly, and that's that's just like. That's even at the workplace too. If you see see somebody in there stealing not all the supplies, yep. <laughs> you ain't saying nothing. You, you, you stole it too. You, 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 yep, you, yeah. you was you was in on it. So. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Okay, so you had all these other charges and had bonded out on, but still had cases pending. So they they yep. were had you on probation or yeah. some type of system. What, um, what, what, not, I wasn't on, on probation or anything. I, I was oh, just, okay. I just cashed them out and was just gotcha. bond just bonded, bonded out. out. You know, gotcha. they stay. Stay out of trouble or stay in town or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. So, but once once I got the the SWAT team came arresting me, of course they didn't revoke all 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 of those bonds and set the other bond, you know, so high. So it was like, man, I'm just I'm just I'm just here. So, riding, so do you remember what your bond ended up being? Nah, I don't even. I don't even More than what you had. Though. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they put it in an astronomical <laughs> yeah, number. Yeah. And see, that's what a lot of people don't see as well. Like, it's such a big conversation to get into. But, and this is not to make excuses for people who do these crimes. And I think you would agree with me. Like, everything that you did, at some point, you took accountability for. It's like, look, I put myself in those situations. But we could also say... It took me a while to get there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Or- which we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about. But you could also say that there are some things that are that are in place systemically from economic standpoint, from 
uh, a housing standpoint, from an, even a geographical standpoint, uh, with certain demographics that kind of puts you in a position to maybe get into trouble. You know what I mean? Not necessarily forcing you to do it, but putting you in a situation where I'm hungry, I got to eat, this is happening around me, this is happening around me, and it 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 invites you into this certain lifestyle of crime, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they catch you, because they are going to catch you, everyone gets caught one way or another eventually. When they catch you, you get into the teeth of the justice system and they put these bonds at amounts that they don't, like they don't even want you to, like the, the bond system is a joke. Right. They don't even want you to get out of it. And if you if you somehow can, you kind of tell it on yourself because most of the people from our community that have the money to bond themselves <laughs> out don't have a rich uncle. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're not trust fund babies. Right. They've done some things to to be able to earn some income that probably shouldn't be allowed. Right. You know what I mean? And so you get into that situation or they put you in this this bond situation when you can't get out of it. So then you lose your connection with society. Whatever thing you had going on on the outside, whether it was a real job, connection with family, you start to lose those things. And I think the bond system is the process, the starting of the process of dehumanizing inmates. Yep. yep. I think that's the 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 I can't say the genesis of it because there's again some systemic things that happen. But when it comes to the criminal justice system, if we look at things to fix, and I don't I'm I don't have the answers, but I'm saying that is the first step to them dehumanizing you disconnecting you from society, not giving you an opportunity to continue some of the responsible things that you might have been right. doing on the outside. Right, but I think it, it's uh it's like the first step to um uh uh following that the line that they have um uh, what is it? innocent until proven guilty. Then uh, that's a joke. You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> so <laughs> a person is innocent until they are proven guilty. So if, if they're innocent, why such a high why am I here? <laughs> right. Why such a high 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 bond? Why am I paying why am I paying the bond? Why is my freedom being revoked if if I'm if I'm innocent, right? And I wanna say this too. <clears throat> your your case is obviously um a a different case than the example that I'm gonna use because I don't know if you 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 did some stuff to put yourself <laughs> in that situation, right? It wasn't like like they they may have trumped up some charges, which we'll talk about next. But you you did some stuff to put in your situation. But the way the justice system is set up, no one is above getting into this 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 trap of the justice system. Meaning, any one of us at any moment, you watching this, listening to this, or whatever. Some random person can go downtown, go to the police station, and say, hey, he did this to me. It's a violent crime. Here's my evidence. He did this to me with very little evidence. And they could just come get you and put you in a cell, book you. Now the the charges are public. You can look it up on the website. <laughs> right. With what you're charged with. Not convictions. Yeah. Just what what you're charged with. So what somebody is accusing you of, put it at a bail or put your bond at a at a number that you can't afford. And now you're just in jail to your court date. And 
you're 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 guaranteed a speedy trial, but no one can define speedy. Speedy is subjective. Right, very. Right? And so now you can be regular Joe Schmo citizen, <laughs> law-abiding citizen, someone just because they don't like you, because yeah. you cut them off in traffic, because you did X, Y, and Z. Now you're in this system that you that it's nearly impossible to escape. Nearly impossible to escape, yep. And if you don't have money to get a proper, a proper defense or bond out, um, all that, you, yeah, you you almost are gonna have to tap out, and t- take that plea bargain, yeah, for something you didn't, you, for you something didn't, you didn't even you didn't do. do. And, and you know what? That, that's funny because like a lot of like I, I think I probably got like four four or five separate pistol cases, but I almost never have gotten caught with a, a pistol. Mm-hmm. It was always like like that guy saying, "Oh, it was it was him. He did it." Okay, so out outside of him saying that I did some, I mean, what proof do you what, have? <laughs> what what proof do you have that they didn't they didn't need none? They came, put a warrant out, arrested me, and as as long as he was willing to come testify, then yeah. that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all that's they crazy. need. And, and then and, and then um, so one of the cases where I did like a little drive by shot a guy. Um, you can't just casually say that. I mean, you know, right? <laughs> but, but because that's not the point. Of, that's not the point. point I did of, a little. Uh, uh, I did a little drop yeah. by. That's not the guy. point of the story, though. That's not the point of the story. So, all right, I was in the county locked up. Okay. So I'm going to the the pretrial, and um, I'm in in the back of the the courtroom you know they got like whole tanks back there for everybody who's going in, in and out, out of the court and i see one one of my buddies who was who was there when i got shot his name was uh day day so i see him i'm like hey bro i didn't know you was locked up man what you what you here for he was going to the same uh basically pre-trial hearing that i was he, he was on, on the case with me oh really yes and i didn't know it so the guy who got shot said that it was me and Day Day, but Day Day he wasn't, wasn't he, there. He wasn't he wasn't nowhere near there. Wasn't nobody even you can even uh, 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 mistake resembling Day Day was there. Right. But they charged him, and you know we went through this whole process, the whole process, and so. On the the day of the trial, several months, almost a year later, the day of the trial, I took a plea bargain for like five years and testified for for a day day. And so, wow. so that was really the only way he was 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 able to beat it. You know what I'm saying? That's because, big. Yeah. But I'm like, dang, so they got him in here and they they was gonna try and Get both of y'all. Yeah, crucify him along with me. You know what I'm saying? So was that a propellant in his life? Like, was that something that was able to help him move forward? Or or was he, you know, pretty much in the same mentality of, all right, cool, I'm I'm, I'm releasing the system. <laughs> I'm going to go back and get active again. I mean, uh, you know what? I, I'm not I'm not really, really sure. I, I don't think that, that he, he probably wasn't like, as off the hook as I was yeah. during that time, I mean he he probably he probably 
got back out there and you know what I'm saying dabbled dabbled sure. a little bit because you know we was out there you know slinging dope dope or whatever but but I, um as far as I I, I can tell and, and remember I, I don't think that he ended up going to prison for a, a lot of amount of time or anything like that you know he works now stays out the way so that's dope yeah. no pun intended that's good yeah. I should say <laughs> um that's another part of the the situation that just the criminal justice system that really bothers me is that you can have done nothing, be accused of something, put your bond at a at a place where you cannot afford it. Like you just you just can't make money appear, right? You don't have the right. money to afford it. Um and then they come to you with these bully tactics yeah. of a plea a plea deal. Yeah. They'll say to you in a situation, and you can speak to this obviously as we move through the process of your situation, but they'll say to you, hey, um, you can go through with the case. Um, the state has a really good case, even though they don't. But you, again, you don't have money for a lawyer, so you got a public defender who's sitting in the same office talking to the person that's prosecuting you for the state <laughs> before the court, you know what I mean, before right. the, the session happens. Also, they're in there with 19 other cases that they're going to do back-to-back-to-back, have lunch, and come and do back-to-back again, all in the same room with the same court, the same prosecutor they've been knowing for years. Everybody everybody in that room is on the same team except for you. (laughs) Right. Everybody in there is on the same team, been playing together, knows each other except for you. So you walk in, and they say, hey, the state has a strong case, whether they have one or not. Then on this other side, they say, you can go through with the case and we can fight it and I'll fight it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight it for you, uh, Edward. But if we lose, you're going to be facing 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. Or you could just sign this and you could do five. Well, if you don't know anything about the court system, if you're not a lawyer or even a paralegal, if you haven't been studied up on this, you're just now you're weighing the odds. I could fight this and put my fate into these other people's hands and potentially lose 15 years of my life, 40 years of my life, 60 years of my life, or I could just take these five, or I could take two with probation, or I could take some variation that in the moment just sounds like the lesser of two evils. Right. They put you in an impossible situation that you are forced to make a bad decision essentially without any guidance. So in your situation, how many uh years did they um initially say that you would be facing? Uh well, on the, the one case stemming from the SWAT SWAT uh scenario, mm-hmm. um I was facing like it, it was over a hundred hundred years wow. just, just for that. Um and then I had those four other, other was it three was it three other cases that <clears throat> I don't know would we'll probably add another 20, 30, 40, 40 years to that, right? Uh, so <laughs> you would have so, needed to been Methuselah to <laughs> that time, like, that, right? <laughs> and I think the first the first plea bargain they brought me. <laughs> Man, the first plea bargain they brought me was for 60 years. On a plea? On a plea. Just what they said. They said, all right, so all four of these four of these cases, 
you know, we'll give you a, a plea for 60 years for all, all of these cases. I was like, no, bro, no, man, I can't no. do I can't do right, man. I can't do no I can't do no sixty, man. I can't I, I can't do it. And, and, and now another tactic that they use is the county jail because they, the county jail is just it's horrible. You know, it's 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 nasty. It's you know, In what in what ways? What do you mean? I mean in in, in every way it's all right, so you're you're basically locked in a dorm all okay. day. You know, ain't no no fresh air and nothing like that. You locked in this in this small dorm, right? With a whole bunch of you know people who is going through all types of stuff. They stressed out. They mad. They you know got built up pent pent up anger. Yeah. Um, you know, and you probably call, calling home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, girlfriend got a got a boyfriend she ain't uh she you know she ain't answering answering the phone yeah you, you know your your cousin ain't, ain't ain't put the money on on the books yeah. uh uh you, you you don't have access to material to fight your fight your case properly mm. food is horrible yeah i i, I mean just in every way you can imagine, it's it's horrible, gotcha. and, and I'm like this going going to prison. Prison is like ten times better than the county jail. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. To That's me, cr- I would I would have never known me, that. Yeah. Yeah. To me, to me, it is. It's, it's yeah. It's because it's like you you just sitting there. You can't. There's nothing to do but just stew over. What, <laughs> what, what the situation? What's is. gonna happen? How how's this gonna turn out, man? Yeah. Who who you know? So, and, and then you you're it it in that situation. So you you're ready for something to happen. Either right. e- either I need to I need to preferably you want to get out. You want to get out sure. right now. Right. So what y'all what y'all got that that can get me out uh-huh. right now? Or so it's almost or, like they put you in this horrible <laughs> spot where it's almost like torture in a sense. Yeah, it is to. And and wait you out, yeah, to get you to accept the plea, yeah. Because uh, see that there's certain things, man, that shouldn't be able to be monetized, mm-hmm. and someone's captivity is one of them. Yeah. I could go through a list. I have a list, <laughs> but that's that's high on the list, if right. not number one on the list. Mm-hmm. There should not once you put someone's financial interest against the interest of human beings then and and the freedom of human beings the financial interest is always going to win right if it, if it if it if it's going to save me time and make me money to just go ahead settle do a plea deal and ship you off for free labor i'm going to do that every time every time to make sure that i'm saving myself time and making myself money right and that's not to say that someone who has broken the law and who has done things contrary to the quote unquote agreed upon laws that we live by should live without some type of penalty or some type of opportunity to to fix the issue right, right? but it should be an opportunity to fix an issue and not just hey man go sit in the corner real quick you in time out right. for the next 60 years right and figure it out yourself 
that should never be the answer. We would never do our our kids like this. Mm-hmm. And regardless of of what people have done, that's still somebody's child. Right. And if we look at it through that lens to say, okay, I'm not giving up hope on this person. What would be the best case scenario to actually rehabilitate them so that when time is served, they have another opportunity to do this the right way, yeah. right? And 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 that could be set up a million different ways, but that should be the mentality. I always think about my kids when they do something wrong. I have to not only figure out why they did it wrong and have a conversation about that, but I need to I need to give them an opportunity to show that they've shown progress. Mm-hmm. I may not give them the full uh, responsibilities that they had before and the full right. freedoms that they had before. But maybe we can gradually work up to that if it, if I'm putting you on a path of rehabilitation, mm-hmm. which that's not at all their game plan. Their game plan is to get you in this yeah. in this torture cage and <laughs> and basically pressure you into taking this plea deal. Like I said earlier, it's the lesser of two evils. Right, right. So, so they came to you with sixty. What what happened after that? Came I I, I of course turn turn that that down and then. Uh, I think probably the the next plea. I think for like one one of my little cases was like for like a twenty year, like a twenty year plea bargain. But 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 that was just like one case. I still got, yeah still got so the all, other all, ones. all this other stuff. They tried to break it up. Like all right, yeah. we're gonna get them to yeah okay yeah okay yeah I do twenty here. Then when I get over here, get another. So <laughs> by the time I'm done, I'm it's still yeah. at, at this hundred or something. Yeah. So who was advising you during this time? Was it someone that was telling you like, hey, don't take the sixty, or is that something that you just I, knew? I, I, like, mean, I can't that, do sixty. That's just, I just, yeah, that's just some something, something I knew. I got gotcha. I can't, I can't. You do, do sixty. Yeah. What's a hundred? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's but, the rest of your life. But at the same time, you, you do got the, <laughs> you do got those the jailhouse lawyers and uh, yeah, uh, 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 criminal justice experts in there, and they'll you know they'll be telling you, ah, oh, no, this, that, the other. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's. There's a whole lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole lot of noise, but but I think, uh, but I I did in, end up end up on like all those 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 little cases. I did end up getting getting um uh some some pleas. Okay, like, like I think one I can't even remember. I know one was for like sixteen, one was for like five, and then another one I I I can't even remember what. What the other one was for, but um, most of them. So I, I think I, I think I took took the pleas. I, I can't even remember what what was the sequence that, that that I took the pleas, but I got I think all of them except for one ran with with um, the sentence that I got um, that stemmed from that that. That SWAT, SWAT situation. Yeah, so, so you can basically serve those sentences concurrently, like at uh, the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so I think I went. I went to trial, um, and I I beat. I I want to say like three or four of the charges that okay. that carried a maximum sentence of like twenty years. I I, I think I wow. like. I think so I you like, risked it. You yeah like, yeah. I, I mean yeah. I had to. You know. Yeah. What I mean? I'm like man. Y'all ain't coming with nothing, nothing I can work with, <laughs> right? So, okay. so I went in there, and you know, I'm thinking, man, I, I can, I can, you know, I can beat this, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But went in there, I beat three 
up uh, of the charges, but ended up getting found guilty of uh, the burglary. Okay. So, so when I went to when I went to sentencing, they gave me twenty years for that burglary, and I got found guilty of um, uh, intimidation. I think that was like three years or something like that, and okay. illegal use of body armor. I think that was like another three years, and then. Uh, carrying it, carrying a handgun. I think that's probably like eight, eight years or something, something, okay. something like that. So I, I, I ended up with, with, the potential to get 30, 34 years. Now, okay, you would think that all this was together. The judge would say, all right, well, we're just going to send you to, you know, the twenty, you know, the, the twenty, since that was the largest charge, you right. know, whatever. Now you say you're going to do twenty for that. The eight for that, the four for that, and the four. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So he wanted to make sure you served it all. Yes. So he gave me, so he gave me 34, 34 years for that. Now, that that other plea bargain that I took, um, uh, where that a was involved, I got five five years for that, but I couldn't get it ran with the thirty four mm. because I think, um, I, I think I had. It, I, I can't remember what they said because you 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 were on bond or bonded something some something. legality some, yeah some legality so system. so they tacked that they tacked that on the end so once I got done with that thirty four then I had to start with that with with that five so it made a total of uh of thirty nine so the, and that's how we come to this book right so thirty nine things about life I learned yeah, in right. prison you wanted to give a life lesson for every year that was thrown at yeah, you yes yep wow. So when did you start writing this book? Was it while you were still in? Did it, did it come to you to say, I could write a book? Or like at one point in your yeah. life, did you did you say, man, I could probably write a book about this? Yeah, I think probably probably about 2000 and uh, I want to say probably about 2006. I kind of you know thought about, yeah, man, I, I want to you know write me. A book. Now I didn't know what it was. It was going to be about. Okay. Um, I know, you know, people want to write stories about about their life, right? But right. I, I mean, who am I? I I'm I'm not famous. Right. Nobody wants to read, you know, some some autobiography <laughs> of some unfamous person, right? Right. But I wanted to at least write something that can help somebody it might not help everybody but right. it can help somebody somehow some way right yeah and then I, I also wanted to have some real life stories some real life stories in there also so so that people can learn from some actual yeah you know what I'm saying? i like that format of the book so the book basically gives you the kind of a kind of um like this one, people will say anything. It'll kind of give you um, the meaning behind that that phrase or the name of the chapter, the life lesson that you went through, and then also the action behind it. Essentially, the advice of here's how to navigate those situations right. or here's what you should do to avoid those situations. Right. Um, so I would like to, and I, I want people to buy the book, so I don't want to go through all the book, but I would like to pick out some of these life lessons and just have you okay. expound on it a little bit. Let me see um, if I can remember, man. Let me see if I can remember it. Man. Well, just say it, you know, whatever in your own right, words. Right. But I, I love this one. Don't ask why me. The reason why that one stood out to me is because, and I'll, I'll let you explain it, but 
uh, one of the things that you said was um, if something good happened, I wouldn't say, why me? You right, know what I mean? Right, if something right. good happened, I'm like, yes, I, you know, this is great. Life's good. Right. Um, so kind of take that same mentality of something bad or negative happened. Don't ask, oh, you know, what was it mean? I think a lot of people get right. caught up into that. In fact, I know people who are have gone through the situation or are currently in this situation. And that's a thought that is hard for them to escape. Why is this happening to me? So tell me a little bit about that life lesson. Don't ask why me. I mean, you you basically summed it up. Uh, I mean, uh we all here uh living on this the same the same planet, right? Now sometimes good things happen to us, some things bad things happen to us, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you spend your time complaining and uh, crying about all the bad things hap- happening to you at, as if, you know, you don't, you don't deserve anything, anything bad to happen to you. Now I I, I know you ain't, uh, <laughs> uh, what, what, what's that story say? He who without sin or something yeah, cast, cast, the cast, first cast that first stone, right? Yeah. Now I, now I know, <laughs> I, I know you ain't gonna be you, you wouldn't be casting those stones. Right. Now you may not have killed nobody, been arrested by SWAT and all that, but yeah. I know you done you 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 done done something 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 you ain't, you ain't supposed to have been doing right. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, uh, some a lot of times we get things we don't deserve, and sometimes we get some blessings that we don't deserve. Sometimes we get. You know something other than a blessing right. that 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 we don't deserve, but I think we have to spend spend our time uh, trying to figure out. Okay, well, you know, why did this happen to me? How can I keep keep this from from happening to me? How can I turn this into a win? What's the solution? You know, what I'm saying we have to just I, I think change the whole the whole the whole mind right. mind mind frame. You know, get away from that you know victimization and blaming yeah. and finger pointing. It's not profitable. Don't, don't get you nowhere. Don't get you nowhere. So, so I think I like that. So I think that uh, is what was up with that. Um, worry about what you have and not about what you don't have. Yeah. Um, speak on that one because I I think that you know when I when I talk to people that are in that situation and you know we we can talk about this too, but. Um, I talk to them and they and they talk about what they don't. Man, I wish I could just do this. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I could do this. Or man, I didn't. I took I took for granted this when I was outside, and right. now I'm in here. I don't have a. But how do you? I want you to talk about the life lesson of that, but also how do you get that into your mentality? How do you change your mentality of let me just focus on what I have and what I don't have? And by the way, this is a principle that does apply to life in general. Right. A lot of people sit on Instagram and they scroll. Like, I wish I had a house like that. Right, right. I wish I had a, a husband like that or a girl like that. I wish I wish my wife would cook food like that. Or I wish they think about everything that they don't have. Mm-hmm. But tell, talk to us about the importance of focusing on what you do have and how to get yourself into that mentality. Right. Well, I, I think I kind of realize it sitting sitting in prison and not having all of the things that I had prior to going to prison. Mm-hmm. And I was just seeing seeing people kind of kind of being innovative. Um just figuring out using what what they had 
to, I mean, get whatever it is they wanted or or needed at that time. Like, so I remember being in, in the county, they used to have something called uh, extremely hot. So it used to be like a spout on the wall, and then you can you know, hit that spout and like, like boiling hot water will come out so okay. so you can make your your soups and all that right right but at some point they took it out because people were basically throwing it throwing on it on people yeah throwing it on people right so they took it out so now if you wanted to uh have a soup you just you just got to use that cold water let it soak it or whatever and yeah. have, you know get it how you live right right but i saw people um make we called it a a, a a bong. Um, so you, they, you would like roll up, you know what I'm saying, like some toilet paper around your hand, you know, fold the ends in mm-hmm. to where to where it looked like a look like a little almost like a donut. Okay. All right. So you take this and then you sit it on like the front of of the toilet to where the air can still come up through through the bottom, but it won't fall or fall in the toilet, right? Okay. So you light it. And what happened is... Wait, where did you get a lighter? Uh, see. Again. <laughs> All right. So, oh, okay. So, so see, that, that's, another, that, that's another thing. So, you, you, either, you either use a battery and a, a razor blade or you use um, pencil lead and pop, pop, pop a socket. Ah, okay. So, I mean, that's... This whole, is fascinating. Yeah. So, Keep going. <laughs> All right. So, now, once you got that lit... You can take like a, a empty peanut butter jar, uh-huh. plastic peanut butter jar, fill it up with water, take like a, a string from a sheet and hold it over that bone. And the water will boil, the plastic won't melt. So now you got you got hot water. You know, make your soups and it, it, wow. you know, you got boiling hot water and you, you That's know, crazy creativity. <laughs> crazy creativity, right? Yeah. So just seeing people wow. just seeing people come up with you know what I'm saying? Things they're not they're not uh, worried about what they don't have. In a sense, they're focusing on. They're not crying. Oh, I ain't got no lighter. I can't get no fire, so I ain't do this. Nah, they like man. You know what? I ain't got it. But what what do I have? All right, we're gonna make it make it work, right? This is gonna throw you off, but I'm gonna tell you this. This is why I think white people can't dance. <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm, I'm thrown off. I'm gonna tell I'm you. Off. I'm, I'm gonna tell off. you. Creativity. The best source of creativity comes comes from not having. Right. Okay. Right. And traditionally, in this country specifically, uh, white people, for all of the reasons that we know, have had longer than they not had. Now that doesn't say, that doesn't that's not to say that there's white people that don't have. Right. But by and large, they've you know they've ran the country. They made the rules. They they have, and so. Black people are so creative because we're used to not having, even if you think about our meals, Thanksgiving is coming next week. You think about some of the stuff that we're going to eat at grandma's house on Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's some stuff that came from the creativity of not having. I know you're not going to eat it. I'm not. I'm eating it. (laughs) Chip turtlings. I'm I'm eating it. What I'm saying is that comes from not having that that level of creativity and just hearing the things that you have, I think, is the most extreme case of not having. Like, if I didn't have boiling water, I don't know what I would just not... I don't know what I would do. Right. You know what I mean? But to think... I don't think I would... How long would I have to not have something to come to that right. where <laughs> right. I could do that? But that's... Like, I think that's dope. But I, I really feel like creativity comes from 
from not having. Right. Um, how what what other stuff that happened in there just from focusing on you know what you have and not what you don't have? I mean, um, I think also uh, uh, um, just I would say like education. Mm. Okay. So uh, a lot of uh, guys in there they were focusing on you know what they don't have all all the cars women you know what I'm saying they trying to they thinking about what they're going to do to get back to that or when they get back out there to that but right. we here right here right now i mean what are you what are you, what are you doing to prepare yourself for when you get out right right so uh uh i wasn't focusing focusing on, on all all of that i was kind of focusing on all right so what do i have at my disposal right now that can put me in a better position down the road right once i once i once i get out right so yeah. I, I i'm not focusing on you know <laughs> whatever it was that i didn't have yeah. you know i was focusing on what did i have right now at my disposal that yeah. i that i could that I could work with to better myself and, you know, put myself in a, you know, good, good position upon, upon my release. So one, one thing that you didn't have in there was the, was, was in a traditional sense, family, right? Your blood relatives that or even your closest friends that you were, you know, used to, to being a part of. And I could tell you from my own personal experiences, it's it's hard having someone you love go through any type of situation close to that. You know what I mean? Right. Like you 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 want to call but you can't and in order to call you got to put money on your phone and that's a process and put money on the books is a process and the feeling that you get every time the phone rings and you, this is a collect call from a correctional facility mm-hmm. inmate, you know what I mean? Like that it just does something to you, and I think that a lot of people, I know a lot of people can't stomach the pain of that, and so they just disconnect. Mm. Oh, is that what it is? Is that, is that, is that what? I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, all right. Even all now, right, that okay. pales in comparison to the pain that the individual is actually right, going right, through, right. but people by nature are selfish. Right. And so I've heard people like, it, it hurts me so much. To, to talk to them in that situation or to see them in that situation or to, but I just don't even, I just didn't even put no money on my phone. Okay. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like that, that regardless of what I feel, I know that person needs me yeah, more than uh, that. Yeah, yeah. But talk about that. Like, how was that? Um, and again, we talk about the dehumanization of, of, of inmates. Like, how was that for you in, as far as being connected to your family and like, Kind of maintaining some of those relationships that you had on the outside. Uh, well, I I think that going through that that whole situation kind of kind of exposed uh, who my friends and family actually were, right? Mm. Okay. Uh, because you know uh, when I was when I was out after running streets, you know I. Had a whole whole lot of friends. Everybody was, right. you know what I'm saying? I was that guy. That was my guy. We was real. We was, you know what I'm saying? But, but boy, 
once I got in there, and, and especially once I got that 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 thirty nine years, boy, they closed the casket on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it was uh, it 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 kind of exposed. It let me know like who really cared cared about me, right? Right. And and, and I remember like me getting uh getting sentenced i think I, I was probably about to be shipped off to to prison and, and i was talking to my mama and she was like well you know you ain't got nobody back there you know and i'm i'm here in california but i'm gonna try and you know do the best i can and i think uh and i so i could always call her and and she came and saw me like she made she made sure she came and saw me at least twice a year. Wow! So so in she Cali. would yeah so so she would fly so she would fly fly here to Indianapolis probably every you know every six months months or so and then you know what I'm saying drive drive to wow. wherever I was and 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 see me. Um, and then like uh, a lot of of my people who I thought thought was my family out there you know on on the on the south side of Indianapolis. You know, I, I could, I couldn't call them. They, you know, they, yeah. ain't, they ain't ride out. You know, ain't what I'm put saying? no money on no, your books. Right, ain't you know put no saying? money on the phone right, so they can talk right. to them. Yeah, so Get my boy, and I need right, some money on my books. Exactly. So, so, crazy. so it kind of, uh, it, it kind of let me know like who were my friends, who were my associates, who were my family, and who, yeah. and who were my relatives. You know what I'm saying? You talked about that a little bit in the book too. One of the other things, um, you just talked about. Um, your associations and like being around nonsense. Yeah, you know, I I think that that's a hard thing for people to break, and it's a hard thing to get people to see that they not your friends. Like that that <laughs> the person that is don't have no money on their phone, or not gonna put no money on your books, or not gonna give you a place to stay when you get out. Right. You know what I mean? They 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 in a similar situation are just this close to being in a situation. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? They yeah. they can't help you at all. Um but people continue to go back to that. You know what I mean? Once they come out and we'll talk about that in a second as well, but um you get the 39 years, you end up doing 14, 15? Yeah, I did. It was about 13 and some change, close to 14. Okay. So how did you end up getting that reduced down to All right, so what used to what used to happen used to get um uh uh day for day so every, every day you do they give you a day gotcha and so if i did if i got the 39 year sentence i would have to do half of that what was 18 yep. 18, 19 yep. whatever whatever it was right um and that kind of that kind of switch from i think back in the day Let's say you got 39, 39 years. You would go um, in front of a parole board, okay, ever so, ever, ever so often, and then, you know, if they felt that you have been rehabilitated or whatever, whatever criteria they use, they can go ahead and, and kick you out. So, you, I don't know. Have you ever heard somebody say, "Well, he got." Uh, 30, 35 years with uh, elig eligibility for parole after seven years yep. or something like yep. that, right? So that's how they they used to do it, but okay. so now it's just um, uh, day for day. That's if 
you are good in there because nah, you gotta have good behavior because they have different you know time time classes so like if you're in time if, if you're in time class one every day you do they give you one if you're in time time class two every every two days they'll give you one gotcha. if you're in time class three you're basically doing day to day so let's let's just say if I go down there and I'm in trouble just all the time just just wilding out right I can do that whole 39 years but I but I guess one of the I guess it, it, it could be a good thing I wouldn't have any any parole to do so once you're out you're out you're done once, once you're out I'm, I'm done Right. So, so with that, with that thirty-nine year prison sentence, I have to do half half of that, and then once I knock out that half, I will have to do two years of, of parole. But I went down there and got, um, I went down there and got a couple of a couple of bachelor's degrees, uh, certificates in computer support and repair, cert, say certification stuff like that. That got four years knocked off oh okay so so instead of doing the what was it what's half of 30 19 and a half 19 and a half yeah something so like that. i would only have to do like the whatever 13 14 and a half or whatever gotcha whatever so for so they did have a situation where for bettering yourself from an educational standpoint along with good behavior you can get that time reduced yeah gotcha yeah so that's a positive thing so so talk about Coming towards you know the 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 end of your sentence and you know getting to more of of you know being the person that you are now, how difficult was it for you to re-enter back into society? Because it seems like from from what I've read and what you know I I know about you, obviously you're a completely different person now. But it also seems like you did a lot of work on yourself mentally while you were down. To kind of mentally prepare yourself and, and change mentally first before you could even show, you know, <laughs> right. society that you've changed. Right. Uh, I, I mean, getting back into society was was relatively easy for for the most part because I think there's a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Lazy people out here, rude people out here. Just I'm talking about they just crazy. So that's like an opportunity, right? So wait, it was easy. Wait, it was easy for you because of your mindset, right? Right. Because you, because you, like you said, you, you and you talk. I think you're about to go into just talking about work ethic and seeing it as an opportunity. But you didn't. You weren't a victim anymore. You right. didn't feel like the system did this to me. I'm a victim, and uh, now nah, they finally nah, let nah, me nah, out. And, yeah, you know nah, what I mean? nah, nah. I, I abandoned that kind of uh, a long time ago. So when I was when I was in prison, I was really like um, like just blaming everybody. I'm like, man, if if these dudes didn't snitch on me, testify on me, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be here. Right. If if the 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 criminal justice system did did their job the way it was it was supposed to be done i wouldn't i wouldn't be here um because like like i was telling you a, a lot of those cases i i didn't 
y'all didn't catch me. Y'all just taking his word. Right. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. so now y'all ain't doing what y'all supposed to be. If if uh, if y'all you know follow y'all y'all's laws, I wouldn't be here. You, you see what right, I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was just basically blaming everything. But but then so I was able to flip that mentality. Yeah, I was just like, man, you yeah. know what? Um, if I didn't put myself in that position to be uh, arrested or right. or told on, then I wouldn't be here. So so what can I do to change that? Because I can't. I can't change the criminal justice system. Right. I can't change uh, them dudes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can't All change I can change it. is me. All I can change is me, right? Wow. Okay. So what role did, did I did I play in that? You, you see what I'm saying? So I kind of I kind of focused on on that. Gotcha. So when you got out, it wasn't like this big. Thing like oh I'm I'm a convicted felon I gotta you know you just saw man I'm a, this is an opportunity I got my freedom I'm gonna take advantage of I'm gonna yeah, right I'm yeah. gonna try and try to take advantage of of whatever whatever opportunity I could and and I think that kind of started back when I was in prison I, I was just trying to learn become familiar with as much stuff as as I could because I didn't know what opportunity would possibly Right. present itself so i i, I kind of wanted to be in position to at least get my foot in somebody's door and then you know you, you know what i'm saying make make a move from there just right? get ready right so dope. yeah so that's kind of that's kind of where where i was with it and then when i got it when i got out here and i saw like a lot of people that i used to know they're like still in the same position even that they were when i left sometimes even worse i was yeah. like I'm like man, okay, so there's opportunity out here for somebody who 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 got a little bit of sense. Yeah, you know what I mean, you you kind of good to go. Yeah, so you you get out in 2012. Well, 20 2012, I went to uh work release. Work release, okay. Yeah. So you go to work release. You published this book in 2013. 2013, yeah. Um, at what point? After I guess kind of getting out and kind of getting back on your feet, you know, putting your life together and you know, getting a job, all that kind of situation. At what point did you start doing some of the work that you do now in the community, like reaching out to the youth and trying to <sighs> teach them about you know how to learn from your mistakes? You already kind of had that in your head, even with the books, but you know, you kind of took it to another level. You know, kind of doing work within the community. Uh. Let me see. I think I got the opportunity to do that, man. I think I've been doing that for ooh, about four that 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 particular class and stuff about probably about four years. Okay. About yeah, about, about four or five about, years. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you? What's the best way to phrase this? Do you feel like you owe society anything? Like I hear sometimes people say, you know that that they were a menace to society. Or whatever the case, <laughs> and and now they feel like, man, I owe it to this community to try to put good into the community because uh, I've been a part of putting bad into the community. Well, I I, I don't know if, if if I wouldn't necessarily say society because boy, sometimes society boy, they they don't even care, boy, they, boy, <laughs> right. ooh, wait, they rough. Yeah. But but I I think um I kind of kind of owe it to people who look like me or somebody who may be in a situation 
that I'm in or who may find themselves in a situation that that I, I was once in, you know. So it's it, it's almost like um, I have some sort of insight that can possibly help you, depending on how you, how you Im- implement it. Yeah. So I kind of want to at least you know put it put it out there, you know. So. And I, I I think it's important to say too, just knowing you, like when. I, and I told you this earlier before we cut the mics on, like I was with you, hanging around you together. I had no idea that you ever went to prison. You know right, what I mean? It's, right, it's not right. like you you didn't you didn't actually carry you don't carry yourself as someone that would ever get into any trouble. You yeah, know what I mean? The, right. the man that I see you as today, and who I know you to be, just like a super responsible dude. It's like man, like I just know that. He's always on top of his game. He's going to handle his business. <laughs> he's a man of his word. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. If he's going to meet you here at this time to do X, Y, and Z, you better believe he's going to be there at that time to do X, Y, and Z in 15 minutes early. You know what yeah. I mean? And so um, I think it's important for people to to see that too, that like um, obviously you you come out, you, you've published books, you're doing great things in the community, you've... You, you know, held jobs and you're taking care of your family, you know, your father, you're, you are a highly productive, positive contribution to society in a lot of different ways. And I think that some people get into these positions where they feel hopeless. Like that's never going to happen to me or to my family member. And, um, and I know that you would never say this, but I can say you're a great example of, what people could strive to be if they found themselves for whatever reasons um, into this type of situation and trying to come out of it. I think that you would be a good person that they could learn from. They could learn from your, your writings and your teachings and the things that you're doing in the community today or as um, if nothing else, a symbol of hope to say, okay, it is possible to turn my, my life around and get on to um, a better track. So Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it most most definitely is. But I think um a lot of that comes from comes from within. Like you have to what I call have some sort of uh self efficacy, right? So you have to and to me what self efficacy means is uh uh just a unwavering belief in your ability to not only accomplish whatever goal you set, but your ability to learn also, right? Gotcha. So, um, whatever you set your mind to, you're going to figure out how to achieve that. You're going to learn whatever is necessary to achieve that. And you're going to stick with it until, you know, something manifests, right? Positively or negatively. (laughs) Either or, because if something negatively manifests, you're going to learn from it. Yeah. That's where that ability to learn comes right back. You know what I'm saying? You're going to learn something from it, and then you can make that that correction and uh, and keep keep going. I think when I was uh, in prison, I, I kind of saw a lot of that. People didn't have that self-efficacy, right? Yeah. And they just wanted to stay in that comfort zone. They didn't want to learn anything. They didn't want to set no, no new goals. They in there for selling dope or pimping or whatever it was, they're going to get right back out there selling dope and pimping. Yeah. But this time, they think they're going to be better because 
because they're not going to do what they did last time right to to, to get caught or whatever yeah. right but man you have to you have to expand that to something else you have to you 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 know uh business yeah right right keeping right. a job right. raising a family a- exactly <laughs> right and, and, and you you're going to have to believe in your ability to be able to learn this new this new industry you, you can bring those skills that you learned doing whatever it was you was doing but you're going to have to learn how to integrate them in right. to something else to make it to make it go man so and a lot of those skills are adaptable i talk about that all the time yeah. like some of the best businessmen were just on the wrong side of the law. Yep. Like you couldn't tell me, you know, you got the big, the Frank Lucases of the world, but you couldn't tell me that those guys couldn't run legitimate billion-dollar organizations right. yep. if they were on the right side of the law. And exactly. so that's a that's important too. Even going back to the to the creativity thing, right. you know, there's a lot of things. Even that I read in the book, you know. I would have never thought to put a lock in the sock to get somebody, but it happens. (laughs) (laughs) But it happens, you know. But you get creative when you know you need to try to use those creative skills uh, for something positive in your life, Mm -hmm. something that's sustainable, something that you can do long term. I want you to talk about um, accountability as well, because the person sitting across from me now was a super accountable person. You said you went through that mind state of, man, if these guys would have did this, if these guys would have did that, but. Eventually, they have to come back to turning inward and just saying, "Look, I got to take accountability over everything that's happened to me in my life." Right, right. Uh, so, I, so to me, what uh, account accountability means is, you know, you have that the willingness and the ability to give an accurate uh, account of your actions. Right. <clears throat> so, when you talk about the willingness to give an account that usually comes from when you're doing something, you know, moral, right. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing something that you know is, is right, you don't have a problem with, uh, speaking up and, and talking about point. it. Right. It's a good point. Right. right. <laughs> so, so you kind of want to get in the habit of doing things that, that you know to be right, right. or at, at least that you believe to be right. Right. And um, so when I talk about having the ability to give an accurate account, I mean, you have to know what you're getting into. Right. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you have to have some level of, under, of, of understanding about what it is you're getting involved in, right? Right, yeah. So <clears throat> once you got those, those things in place, it shouldn't be any, any issue um, um, being accountable. Yeah, how I see it, you know. So, I like that. Yeah, talk about your uh, your your shirt. Oh man, I like that, that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it plays on the what's it? Uh, got, got milk. Got milk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, got got conviction, man. So you can look at it a couple you know, different ways. A couple different ways. <laughs> and do you got a conviction? You know, what I'm saying right. in the court, or you know, just do you have conviction about whatever whatever it is you're involved yeah. in, whatever it is whatever it is you believe in, or, or you know, are you convicted in the spirit? You know yeah, what I mean? you know, you <laughs> that, too. that too. That <laughs> too. Right. So, yeah. I appreciate your hustle, man. You you got um outside of you know just the the things that we need to do nine to fives and whatever to to you know provide. You don't 
Uh, I like that you don't stop it there. You know what I mean? I like that you have other things that you have to, that you're doing, and I like that you're enterprising as um, someone who's been through the system. Because a lot of guys they use that as an excuse to say, "Well, nobody will hire a felon." One, that's not true. There are some places that will. Um, there's some places that you should be aware of, though. There are some places that their banner that they hang out front is "We hire felons." <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? When you at work shooting the breeze at the water cooler, so to speak. You hanging out with some felonious people that probably haven't all changed their mindset to do something positive. So be aware of that, but also know that just because someone may not, quote-unquote, give you a job, that doesn't mean that you can't create a job. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, both of these books are self-published, right? Right. When I see the publisher, it's Ball Team Enterprises. It's not, you know, you didn't wait for a handout on somebody to say, and you got them uh, digitally... And, you know, some physical copies right, as well. Right, right, Um, So I love that. I see ball team on the sleeve <laughs> with the with the merch. Um, I know you've done some uh, speaking engagements and different things like that. So, you know, just use that as a as a sign as well to say, like, man, I can create a job. Right, I can right. enterprise. I can utilize the things going back to accountability. If I have the ability to accurately give an account of, of what I'm getting into and what I've been through even – then I can you I can see the opportunity in those things as well. Exactly, and, and you know it's kind of it's kind of funny because uh, I got another book that'll be out in January January twenty eighth. Okay, and it's called uh, The One Hundred System of Success. So I just kind of talk about how how to leverage things like accountability, self efficacy, self advocacy, responsibility, um, things like that. How, how you can leverage leverage those things for to be successful at, at what at whatever you want to do. Now, right. I I don't define success in there, but um, just kind of how you can leverage those things to be successful at whatever it is you want to do, whatever success looks like to you, right? Yeah. And how to possibly profit from that, right? So, like I kind of talked to you about about this before, probably about a year ago, when we were talking about account accountability, right? Yep. So now when we t- when we're talking about having the ability the ability to give an account, oftentimes that may come from uh, documentation, right? Mm-hmm. So so you have an understanding of whatever it was that you did. You may have documented that and turned that into you, – you can turn it into a process and possibly a course, a training, something like that. Absolutely. To, to, profit, to profit from, right? Yeah. So um, – if you can give an account of what you have gone through, how you was feeling when you was going through that, um, yeah, what worked when you was going through it, what didn't work, um, who who might have helped, who was there to help, what resources you used, what resources were available. If you can, if you have that documented, you can outline that, put that into consumable bits. Yeah, that's something you can you can sell. You you can turn that into a book. You can turn that yeah. into. You see, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I so, like that. So I kind of, I kind of talk about all these principles in the book, but also some ideas on how to monetize. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Your experiences and things like that. Even if, even like, um, obviously monetization is good, and we've talked about that before. And and there's there's so there's so much ridiculousness that people get paid from yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole it's different like, world, man. Yeah, like my like my grandfather at one point just had to stop working because it was too dark to work. 
and it was time to go to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just had to. Right. Like, we live in a 24-hour world where you can literally make money as you sleep uh, on the on the internet without even leaving your house. Right. So there's a whole conversation to be had about that as well. But personally, in my life, I feel uh, an obligation and thinking about accountability still. I used to hold other people to the same standard, but I learned I can't do that because they don't have the same conviction about it as I do. But I feel the responsibility that anything that I've gone through in my life is selfish of me. The most selfish thing I could do is not share it with other people. Right. Because if I can share it with, like you said to start this, at least one other person, and it makes a difference in their life, it inspires them to do something different or to take a different path, the butterfly effect. You know, even if they don't think it, it inspired <laughs> them, if it knocked them off the path they were on and sent them a different direction that was positive, right. that's the win. Whether I monetize it or make money off of it or not, that's the win. That's the reason why I, I do this podcast. You know, I want to, my life's purpose is to, um, you know, tell stories and give other people the platform to tell stories that will inspire people to make change. Okay. That's what I want to do with everything, whether it's through comedy. Like, I want to, sometimes, you know, in order to get something done, and I, I would assume that you go through this writing books, sometimes you just need a brain break. Like you just need a time to step back and say, "All right, man, let me let me go do something, escape from whatever task I'm trying to get for five, ten minutes or whatever, and then come back to it." That's what I try to do with comedy. I want to make you laugh hard enough to forget your problems that you're going right. through, forget forget whatever's bogging you down, so you can get back to it. Not to never go back to it, but so you can get back to it and be productive. <laughs> right. And so when I'm when I'm that's my whole thing. And so um, when I hear you say like to to give an account of that I think about like even just having a journal like documenting how right. you felt when that happened right. what ha you know yeah. and going through that stuff and then at some point being able to share that out just to say hey this can help you and yeah. if it helps you and you want to give me these little um, <laughs> certificates of appreciation right. we call dollars I will take those <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh anything else you want to tell the people man um, the two books here what I learned in the streets in prison and the 39 things I learned about life um, I learned in prison about life um, definitely recommend you picking that book up. The new book coming out in January, January 28th. Um, you got merch available for people. Let them know where they can find you online, your online presence, the, the, the Instagram, the website, whatever you got. Uh, let me see. Where am I? In Instagram, I think it's EL, EL Ball. Yep. Facebook, same, same thing. Man, I got a whole, whole bunch of little websites. You know, okay. Learn, learn from the cons.com. Okay. Uh, EdwardLBall.com. Okay. And Ball. if you follow me on, on <laughs> yeah. Instagram, I'll be I'll tag them in the yeah. the post for this episode. Um thank you for doing this, no, man. man. No, no problem, this man. This was dope, man. I want to make sure I got everything. Let me okay. let me check my list. <laughs> let me check my list. My list was short. Yeah, man, we we got everything. I, I think the again the point that I want to drive home um with this is just one reserve judgment because a lot of things will lead to people being into the justice system. Not all will be um, your situation. Right. Not all will be the situation that I illustrated. Some will will be um, quote unquote deserving of it. Some will not be. Um, but but everyone deserves an opportunity to uh, rehabilitate themselves right. and learn from their mistakes and come out a better person. Right. right. Our 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 job as humans is to you know, not only be the best that we can be, but help other people be the best right, that they can right, be. Right. And I don't think our, our criminal justice system or law enforcement in general um, has that same mentality from a systematic approach. Right. 
Uh, do I think that there are some good judges, good lawyers, good police officers? I have to believe that they are, right? And I have, I have family that work in law enforcement. And I believe that they're good people and they're out there trying to positively impact change. But that doesn't change the system that they work within. Right. Um, so I, I want people to, to know that and have light shed on that. But also just know that, and you said it perfectly, I can't change the criminal justice system, but I can change me. Right. If we focus on that and that's what everyone's focus is and we're taking care of our corner of the world, our community, our society, our world, our people just as humans would be um, in a better position. So uh, I'll leave you guys with that. Anything else? Uh, man, I'm surprised I, I got you to talk for this long, man. You're, <laughs> know, you're a man right? a few words, I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, you know, especially when you're talking about the criminal justice system and all that, I, I, you can you can probably talk talk forever. Yeah. Now, and I don't think prison is is for everybody. I I, I mean, I don't. Oftentimes, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter what crime they they may have committed. I mean, prison isn't isn't for everybody, and everybody's experience in prison will be will be different. Because I've seen people go crazy in prison. I've seen people die in prison. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people in prison who I believe, I truly believe, were innocent, yeah, and 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 still in prison. And even though I, I went to prison, got an education, and all that, I I don't think at the end of the day it's really it's really set up for rehabilitation. Yeah, it's almost set up for um, uh, more of a um, criminal education and and almost re reinforcing, you know. A person's belief in being involved in, yeah. in crime. So, yeah. I mean, but hey, what can you do? Yeah, man. Work on yourself. That's about Work it. on yourself. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. I never thought about that. But yeah, they put you right into situations that are dire needs that the same formula, the same ingredients that got me into the situation yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Reminds me of a Chris Rock joke. He said, the black people are the only people that cook food at the funeral or that killed the person that died. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's right. a good point. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Ray died for eating exactly this, and we eating yeah. it at the Passover. But yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, man, thanks again for doing this. Definitely uh, check out the books that we have here on the table. Um, I'll make sure that uh, I tag them on the post on Instagram. And um, thanks for watching. It's the My Own Words podcast. Peace. <laughs>